Okay, welcome everybody. Guess what? We said we were going to do a bunch of podcasts. and <laughs> One a week. One a week. That's what we're going to do. Well, we sucked at that, but um, I got my partner in crime, Holzfer, <laughs> next to me. So Kyle, we got, uh, we got two podcasts knocked out this year, and they were all about you. <laughs> Jackson. Jackson. Pretty easy to talk about. Yeah, that was fun, huh? Uh, it was pretty cool hearing all the positive comments about, um, you know, just the story. and and, yeah. and I can't believe how many people were interested. <laughs> well, I was. Uh, and so that was cool. Um, and speaking about interested, you know, we we obviously have uh, a pretty fun fun gig down here, right? We get to uh, build snowmobiles. We sell lots of parts um, and we get to go ride snowmobiles and show people our world of, of riding. And, and so one big one every year is, uh, you know, talking uh, uh, in the sled build side of things is, you know, what, what is next and what, what our goals and plans are for our personal sleds. Um, usually you're so busy that you don't even get time to build a personal sled. There's your three stock ones right there. Um, but we uh, obviously put a lot of effort into uh, into building, you know, our customer sleds and then, you know, the big one, uh, you know, my sled, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so, you know, there was obviously a lot of excitement this year with a new chassis. And, you know, there's a couple things, right? There's excitement with a new chassis, but there's also like, well, what the heck can we do to it? Um how light can we make it? What, uh, we, and we're always constantly trying to figure out that balance of not making it too light where you're sacrificing durability, which we've never done that, you know, and, and we get that a lot, right? Like how many of those carbon skids do you break? Uh, none. No, I mean, you're going to break anything on any snowmobile it, and yeah, stuff like they hold up really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so what we wanted to talk about today, guys, was kind of just, you know, our, our approach in uh, building, you know, again, a super lightweight sled. Um, the weapon choice for me, as I've told you guys for quite a few years now, is uh, the 900, and, which is interesting, right? I uh, posted, we posted the video about the kind of the reveal of the sled. We haven't talked about weight or anything like that, but a lot of the comments were, do you prefer, prefer that or a boost sled? And, you know, for me, I mean, the boost is, you know, it's what everybody has been wanting, something from the factory or a warranty and something that runs perfect, and, and they do, like, you know, yesterday we had a ball on boost sleds, but all I kept thinking was how I wish I was on my lightweight sled <laughs> yesterday. Um, and, you know, no matter how much you do, and we talked about this in, in uh, one of our uh, previous podcasts this year was no matter what you do to a boost sled, you know, we can do all the lightweight stuff. You still have the weight of the turbo. And so, you know, uh, again, what's really nice about a 900 is, you know, anytime you can increase power to weight ratio, um, with uh that's you know you that's something that you can literally feel so let's talk let's start off with like let's talk about weights okay because weights is you know it's something that uh a lot of people base some things on um here's here's what the challenging one for me is is i had no idea kind of where what we were going to be able to do right there's uh, with a completely different chassis plastics 
tunnel, cooler, you know, there's the sled, which is interesting, right? The matrix is actually heavier than an axis. Um, and so there was some things that ended up, the plastics ended up being heavier. Um, and in general, I think the sled was seven pounds, five to seven pounds heavier. I, I believe Not sure. it was close. It was close to that. But anyway, like looking at the weight, the weight, um, of a one fifty five axis slash, um, I believe was like four twenty six is where they ended up. Um, so like a one sixty five, you're generally about five pounds heavier. So about four thirty one. Um, and, and the weight of this sled came in at four seventy five or three seventy five. sorry, 375 pounds. <laughs> We made it heavier. We made it heavier. <laughs> so 375 pounds, um, not the lightest sled we've built. Um, still the lightest one to date has been Jenny Craig. Um, that one, you know, was had more carbon fiber, a lighter motor in the 800 versus the 850. And that thing, um, you know, still has been the benchmark, but, um, you know, this, you know, thinking over 50 pounds taken off of this sled. And, um, I want you to talk about a little bit like, you know, the, I mean the task, right. It's so, it's so crazy. Like we take a perfectly good snowmobile that literally rolled off the assembly line three weeks ago, came out of the crate. We bring it here and, and tear Every nut, bolt, zip tie, wire, light, uh, throttle cable, everything. Everything off of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I love the comments. Well, by the time you're done with it, it's not even a Polaris. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, yeah, it is, actually. It's, <laughs> Everything's it's actually geometry a, a really same. badass Polaris, actually, yep. is what it is. And um, so what, um, you know, for you, I... We wanted to do this podcast uh, so you guys hear the weight, right? So it's 375. It's over 50 pounds lighter than a standard matrix um, with a 900 titanium from alternative impact pretty much everywhere. Um, a carbon skid. We retroed the skins 9.5 tank from the uh, Axis chassis, which that was a little bit of a chore. <laughs> Lots of cutting plastic and building tabs and... Yeah, lots of trimming. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to do this podcast specifically after we both got to ride it. And, you know, I, that's one thing, you know, you get to build all these sleds. And then what is even cooler is to ride it. Also very nerve-wracking. It is, ain't it? I mean, as confident as you are and as many as you do and as much attention to details you pay, there's a lot of moving parts. Well, to and and Kyle to think about that, and you know, I hope you remember because I do. We're up on the hill. I just get uh, you were riding your boost sled. I was first day on the nine hundred. You did some crazy gnarly line, and I come behind you, and uh, you know, at the top, uh, we you know we high five, and we're sitting there, and we're looking off into like this beautiful area we get to ride, and we're sitting on top of this gnarly line, and you know, I look over at you, and I'm like, thank you, and you're like, for what? I'm like, dude. It's amazing that we can literally tear this snowmobile down to the bulkhead, change every single component to, you know, in the hopes of making it lighter and, and cooler and, and like rely on it as an everyday snowmobile. Yeah. 
Uh, well, that means a lot too because it is a lot of work. It's stressful too mentally because there's a lot. There's a lot there from the crankshaft to the handlebars. One bolt is all it takes. <laughs> yeah, and 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 so, when you're working with tie, it's a little bit different too. It the is bolts because it's torque specs and just all a, of that. Yeah, is they're so just different. a little bit. Weird. It's funny how we have to do the tie uh, with on the torquing side of things. We actually torque it with the steel bolt, back the steel bolt back out, and then through the reverse order one <laughs> at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so I want I want you to kind of you know let's let's start with the motor. Um, let's let's do a breakdown of that. Um, you know we did so another uh, a Carl's nine hundred again. Mm -hmm. um, but I just keep going a little bit further on this 900 deal. Talk, talk about the, talk about that. And so the cases, the motor brand new comes apart. Cases go to Carl's. Um, he's porting now like a, a standard 900 kit is ported. Um, just exhaust side. Now you're sending it in, get with your air box, getting your air box opened up cases on the intake side, like Kind of giving everything a little buff and shine in there. Yep. Um, then we used a 650 crank, which is four-tenths of a pound lighter. So that's big on rotating. Tie bolts in the case. Um, the Carl's 900 top end with Y-ported motor or ported exhaust again, trimmed exhaust valves, bigger Y-pipe. What else is there? On that, on the motor. Yeah, so on the motor, like, <clears throat> so really the difference between, like, my kit that is in my personal sled and a kit that we sell to a consumer, mostly, like you said, we, um, so I send the top case half and it gets ported and matched. The cylinder is essentially the same. The head uh, is an SLP head oh, yeah. with a 900 uh, dome on it. The white pipe, our, my white pipe's cleaned up a little bit to match the the cylinder. Um, but, you know, really, to be honest, pretty close. But mm -hmm. then, you know, adding the 650 crank, the case porting, um, the air box port, you know, it's just matching, right? It's like, and those little things, it's interesting every time we talk about it, like it's so much work for that little extra. And it's it's not a ton, but it's it's obviously yeah. something right and like with that too kind of the whole topic of i don't know how many people are like how much more horsepower does it have what's it have on the dyno and it's like it's not like it's 50 horse and i don't even know what the number would ever be but you have to ride them because yep. like i've never seen somebody or let somebody ride like a 900 and then be like oh there's really not a difference it's just the yeah. throttle response is so quick they run so clean like the guy that I sold my last year's 900 to, he has a big full out built turbo sled and he's in love with that 900. And it's not like it makes more power or yep. flips over backwards quicker. It just, they're a fun snowmobile to ride and they're super quick and yeah. responsive. Quick. And you know, that's, well, and we'll get to that. Uh, I, you know, I was obviously really excited to ride it, but I was really excited to get you to ride it. You're you've become very picky on your machines. And Way too picky. We we <laughs> and we have fun with that, and it's what makes our setups better. And we compare notes, and and you know it's why our stuff uh, works really good, right? Mm -hmm. So that kind of starts with the motor, um, and then you know then 
kind of coming outside the motor, we talk about all of our lightweight rotating stuff. Again, you know, it's for me, um, you know, the, the Patrick's custom carbon stuff is just, it's one of those mandatory things, best bang for the buck that really like when you hear my sled, it's like electric. It is so fast and quick. And so, and it's all of those little things that make it like that. So, you know, we do the lightweight rotating, um, package with both the primary clutch and secondary clutch and then Zollinger they've really stepped up uh on their game with all of their stuff so um my secondary clutch has a bunch of their components in it um we've got they do the flywheel and the brake rotor um very key part (coughs) the brake (laughs) brake rotor yep um and we'll talk about that but you know the brake rotor the stock brake rotor is you know not only is it heavy but it also uh holds heat and when it holds heat um, especially with how aggressive we are riding these sleds these days. Um, that's what gives you brake fade and you can warp the disc and all of that stuff. So um, not only does it make it lighter, it dissipates heat quicker, which allows uh, your brake pads to be a little happier. <laughs> yep, a little bit. <clears throat> but another thing that's really cool, you know, look, uh, so Alternative Impact, they they get the game as well. I mean, literally, I have a titanium nut holding the um the flywheel on that weighs nothing yeah it's one of the things you can carry around and forget you're even carrying so you drop it (laughs) yeah and it's i'm and it's pretty neat and it's but it's like you know and it's it's interesting there's a lot of people who will listen to this or when they see a post and they're like well why did you do that or why did you do that well if you ask that 50 times there's a pound you know um and that's and it's like well i love when I'll just go not eat a cheeseburger for a day. I'm like, yeah, but the 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 rider weight and the snowmobile weight are two different things. They're two different things. No matter if you're 150 pounds or 300 pounds, if your snowmobile is 450 pounds or 425 pounds, you're still having to move 25 pounds of snowmobile, no matter what weight you are as a rider. And so that's something that... Um, Again, I've 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 learned from from doing this so many years, um, and you know I th- what's so cool is like literally you get it done, and I'm so anxious to weigh it. But more importantly, I'm just more anxious to ride it, and it's so cool. Like when you literally load the sled into the trailer, you can feel the weight of of the sled, mm-hmm. and um, and so. All right, back back to okay. So lightweight rotating the motor, you know we're still running a stock pipe on this setup. A lot of guys are asking why don't you run the twins with the nine hundred, and <clears throat> we just haven't put the time into the mapping side of things to make the twins work with the nine hundred. There's some people who have done it, and I think you know from what so far from a power wise and and to be honest. And this kind of sounds funny when you're talking about, you know, paying hundreds of dollars for bolts, but from a cost standpoint too, when you add another, you know, 1800 bucks in twin pipes and on top of a $4,000, 900, you know, now we're into like tur- turbo price, mm-hmm. right? Where the single pipe with the diamond S silencer is really kind of our go-to on that 900. Um, and it, it is really responsive and torquey and just 
just flat out runs. And so, you know, um, and from a weight standpoint, you know, that's again, my goal on this snowmobile is the weight, uh, side of things. So, um, that's kind of, kind of where we've gone there. Mm -hmm. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about the one-off things. This is the, there's quite Hmm. a few of them here, right? Um, there's some bolts that have been in a lot of snowmobiles. Yep. Yep. The old bolt bins are, they got pretty empty this year. Yeah. We, we used a lot of them. It's a lot of them. I think there's <clears throat> probably, if I had to count, um, five bolts on there that maybe aren't tie that I didn't have or nuts or something. But mm-hmm. this one, we went kind of all out, all in. Um, you, uh, you got the tank to work, which was really cool. Yeah. Uh, that was, that sounded easy on the surface. Well, let's just cut some plastic and rig a tank on there from last year. And, and let's, and I want to go back to the tank. You know, the reason that I really love the, that 9.5 skins tank. Yeah. I like the narrowness. It does hold a gallon and a half less, which big deal, right? I mean, you could put one and a half gallon less in your stock tank. That's fine. Um, but I like the ergonomics of it. I like, uh, but most importantly, what I really enjoy is centralizing the mass by getting the oil bottle uh, off of the clutch cover, putting the oil in the center of the sled. It holds just over a quart. So plenty for a, a, a ride, uh, in a day. And it just, you know, it puts everything together in the center of the sled. And it's something from a handling side of things you can, you can really do. But we ran into a couple things there. What, t- well, tell them about it. Because the way the matrix tank is and the way that fuel pump goes in there with the hard lines, the, the, the fuel pump wouldn't work. So then we had to, we had to steal an axis fuel pump. Out of one of your other sleds. That snowmobile is uh, decommissioned right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we prioritized that and took stolen axis fuel pump. And then we realized the plug-in is different. The plug-in was different. So we had to splice on, a ma- we had to cut the end off a matrix pump and splice it onto an axis pump and hope that the four different color wires that went to four other different color wires, <laughs> we figured out to put in the right spot. And it ran. Yeah. So there was that. That worked. But well, and then here, here we go, right? Like, so you got all this beautiful plastic work that you know, <laughs> Polaris has worked hard on to just really streamline the looks comes of this over thing. the fuel cap. Yeah, and, and here comes Kyle with the air saw, air saw, <laughs> and cuts all that out. But um, you really cleaned it up, and it, it really looks about as you know, trick and custom, and and that's oh, a mod. It's a mod. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. So, so all of that worked well. Um, you know, what's pretty cool is there's a lot of things from the axis um, that would that crossed over to the matrix. And anytime you have a new chassis, that's kind of what you're hoping for, especially when the axis was so dang good, is mm-hmm. not to not to screw it up. So, you know, we were able to use um, our titanium steering posts, pitman arm. Um, all, the front end, our rear, our uh, rear suspension, the carbon drag link. Yep, yep. Worked. How many sleds has that been on? Oh man, I probably <laughs> since 2015. The carbon <laughs> sled that drag link has been on. So it's a little carbon rod with aluminum rod ends, and um, it's it's cool. Um, I will say from a time standpoint, I think the sled took 
the most. I mean, over Christmas break, you know, I worked on this thing for three days and you've got many, many days in it. And my, one of our good clients, he, he's bought in a couple sleds of my personal sleds. He's like, so I'm going to come next week and pick up your 900 from you. I'm like, no, no, you're not. I, I am riding this one. We'll just build another one. I'm like, Oh my God, it's not, you know, this year, obviously we had the challenges of getting parts. Yeah. I think if the parts were piled up and it wasn't just like coming and going to it, it would come together pretty quick. I think, but I, and I agree. And I think, you know, 80% of this build uh, are parts that we can get right. But the other 20% of the bolts and the grinding and the custom and all of this, you know, that is what really takes this, you know, from the Corvette to the McLaren. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, that's what is just, gosh, dang, it takes so much time. And every time I get into it, you know, you think like, you know, I, I come in the shop in the morning to try to get some things done on it before, you know, the, the chaos of the day. And I'm like, I just want to get the front end on, but you know, I change every bolt and then, you know, like, Oh, just, it's so, it ends up being such a project, uh, every little step. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, and then, you know, we got some, some new things, right? We got the, the Skins Helium Hood, which is really cool. Ends up dropping uh, the weight uh, from 14 pounds down to 7, um, which is interesting because, um, you know, that's still heavier than our Axis stuff mm -hmm. last year. Um, the, the side panels are heavier. The, the, the fenders, the body fenders are heavier. Um, so... Again, um, you know, I I think the streamline of the Matrix chassis and, you know, how it's taller and skinny and all that stuff is really cool. Uh, but, you know, the material is heavier. And so, you know, I think there's still some room to for improvement there. So we'll be looking at doing some potential things there. Um, I, you know, I would love to see this sled in the 360s. Um, I, <clears throat> to be honest, I was hoping it would be there, but um that it's you know again it's year one and that's that's the exciting thing is like you know right now the sled is is pretty incredible one thing i will say and, and you know i think we're going to start transitioning into the riding side of it um <clears throat> because we've kind of covered the components right so um pretty much anything that has been replaced uh, anything steel has been replaced with either aluminum um carbon or titanium and then front end and skid wise yeah yeah so front end we tried um doing <clears throat> i'm running an alternative impact titanium front end <clears throat> excuse me and from the weight standpoint man they do a pretty incredible job there um so that's been cool stock geometry um so you know i really i like the geometry of the skins free flow front end um and what, what it it does, but from a weight standpoint, um, you know, I really obviously was trying to just do everything in uh, possible. And so the skins front end is about the, the weight of a stock front end, which again, the stock front end is super light. Um, but this one with titanium and their spindle ended up being three pounds lighter on each side. So which was a total of six. Uh, so that was pretty big. 
Um, the carbon skid again, we dropped 14 pounds with the Fox shocks. So, you know, it's crazy like to think about, you know, 50 pounds off of a stock, of an already lightweight snowmobile, right? Mm-hmm. And then the riding weight, that's another number that we still need to get. But the riding weight, I think is, that's the really impressive one, um, you know, t- uh, looking, looking at that. Um, so I wanted to th- talk to you and, and see, so you're like me right? You put all this effort into it and you're putting all this effort into a sled that is you're building for your, your dollar bet competition. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, I should be like kind of, instead of making it perfect, I should be screwing some things up, (laughs) leaving them bars loose. (laughs) Freaking screw your face up, pal. (laughs) Um, so, you know, it's, it's that nervousness of the, what the first ride's going to be. Yeah. Right. Is like, is it going to be what we hope? And, and, you know, we've done enough of these now. And this, this, uh, you know, last year, uh, my 900 was, and, and I hate saying this, but everyone is better than the next because we just keep making it better and learning. And although Princess Leia two years ago, that one was still my lightest 900 um, because it was in the Axis chassis. That one ended up being 368. So I'm a little bit heavier with the Matrix chassis just because of the plastic work. But, um, you know, that sled really set the bar f- from the 850-900 side of things. Last year's sled just ran good. Uh, it was just a really strong snowmobile. I didn't have as much tie um, on it. And and then this one, we kind of went all out. And so let me hear your first ride reaction. Well, I think I was riding my boost that day. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, you got to give this thing a ride. I don't know if people really know, but I'm not very good at riding a snowmobile without scratching it. <laughs> so I don't really like riding your snowmobiles very much, but I'm like, oh, I got to give it a try. Well, and, and so <laughs> you set this up perfectly because, so I just like, I literally pulled a line and the sled was just like, it was what I literally dream about from September till the first day I get to ride it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, this is, I'm like, I'm jacked. I'm so excited. And I come back down, we're parked on right edge in this like gnarly hole that last year we were a mess in with Sam and Toby, right? Upside down, everything was bent, there were rocks everywhere. (laughs) And here we are, I'm just excited, and I hand you the keys, and I'm like, that was a bad idea. That was a really bad idea. (laughs) You've never, never ridden it, not Mm -hmm. on flat ground or anything. We're parked on this (laughs) 80 degree slope on edge. I'm like, dude, go up that thing. (laughs) And true, typical Kyle passion. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it. it's just because I actually had switched with another guy, and I was riding a stock sled. Yep. So I had a pretty good baseline. Uh, well, I guess a boost is stock now, too. Mm. <laughs> so I was riding an NA sled of a different guy's, and we swapped, and there is a big difference. Well, I mean, so what's uh, okay, so there's weight and 900 and all this stuff. What was the I guess, you know, what was the thing like first punch of the gas, first like go through the trees. What did you notice? I really felt like I've gotten super picky with clutching and I felt like we we searched that that we're trying to find that spot where it's going to rev the quickest but still pull. Mm-hmm. And that's a really fine line to build a clutch setup that revs but doesn't do anything or a clutch setup that revs slower, loads hard and pulls, but we're 
trying to push to that ceiling before it's not pulling and building belt heat and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I felt the clutching, like, the first time I got on it, I'm like, man, this thing revs so quick. It's got to be buzzy. But then, like, how quick it was taking off, I'm like, well, that's, it was pretty, it was spot on. I didn't feel like it was really, it was right there at that fine line. And it wasn't above it. It was just, it was revving perfect. It was tacking. It was holding RPM, which, I mean, for one, that felt really good because, I mean, man, you can go days, a month of every day touching and screwing with clutching and never find that. Like, you feel like you're there, and then you try something different, and then you're off, and then you go back to it, and it's pretty and good. It's, and then you're like, oh, I can still make it better, and <laughs> you try something else. But it, it felt really good, which is pretty cool. To, I mean, second day, right two days. Right out of the gate. Yep. Two days riding the sled, break-in ride, then that ride, and the clutching was really, really good. Um, and then, I don't know, just like remembering, I hadn't rode a 900 yet this year. I don't, I honestly don't think. So just feeling like, oh, yeah, this is, like, because you kind of think the same thing. It's not that much different. And then you get on it, and it's like, okay, yeah, I remember what this is like. I need to get my sled built. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, and then, like, setup-wise, if we want to move on to that. Yeah. Like, I'm... I don't know. I've. It's not that I've wanted to, but I've just gotten so picky on what a snowmobile feels like just from riding them so much that, like, anything that feels different, I notice, and then it's, like, kind of evaluating it and feeling like, okay, so what is different? Like, what, like, what occasions is something different happening or where am I expecting something to happen from the input I'm putting into the chassis and it's not? And... The one thing I felt with it is that it wanted to drive forward and like where I could get another sled to kind of turn like with a really small input and just a little bit of footwork and like a little bit of counter steer. I felt like my sled turned easier, mm -hmm. which then I was like, oh, so you had your bolt in the lower hole. So you had a little bit less ski pressure there. You had a lot more front shock pressure. And I and I, I that's why I went to you and I'm like I just feel like it doesn't turn, and it's not that it doesn't turn. I just felt like I could get it. It was super quick and reactive, like when you actually wanted to turn. But those small uphill slow stuff, that slow stuff mm -hmm. was it I, wants to push. It wanted to push. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you could counter steer, and I felt like I had to really put a lot of input into it to get it to do little things. But obviously, like once it would turn, it would. I mean, it that thing will cut a corner like. Nothing quick. Yeah. yeah. And and this is why it's really fun riding with someone who can feel those types of things. And it's taken you a long time to get to that point, yeah. right? Um, the first year you showed up here on that clapped out 17. It wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> Nothing would have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. But, you know, you spend enough time on the snow like we do. Um, it's And it was really cool. Because, so we've tried some things this year. Um, you know, we... Uh, I've got a couple sleds set up with the front torque arm located in the lower hole in the chassis. And so what that does is that's basically, it's kind of splitting um, the difference between a pro and a chaos a little mm -hmm. bit. It's putting more pressure uh, down at the front track shock, which takes pressure off of the front skis to give that sled a light, easy feel. Mm -hmm. But like what you say, you know, and we, we feel this with a chaos too, right? The chaos, you really, like if you tried to go like on flat ground and you're trying to steer, the thing wants to like kind of push. Mm -hmm. And, um, and there's, and that's, it's a give and take. Everything is a give and take about suspension. And so kind of the, 
the philosophy behind that trying that was, you know, I love a lightweight feel of the snowmobile. Mm -hmm. And so what we ended up with, and, and so once you rode it, I was riding something else. I get right back on my snowmobile. And this is what, what we do a lot, right? Yeah. Just to compare notes. I felt what you were talking about. And now, uh, like you said, I could ride through that and I just have to change my riding a little different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so then we made the determination, well, let's keep our front track shock pressure the same, right? So we'll have quite a bit in there to keep that front end light. But let's go back up into this the stock hole. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, that's how I have the sled up sled set up now. That's what, what I'll be, uh, testing and trying for the next ride. Um, and I think it's going to be, it's going to be even crazier. And, and so to your point, you know, the one thing that really amazes me about this snowmobile, especially when going back from your boost sled that day and the stock sled was, even with the sled, the front torque arm in the lower hole, which should make it wheelie more, it the sled just went forward. Mm-hmm. Like, it just went forward at a ferocious pace and was, as long as you were, like, moving, it was very predictable. I agree there was a little bit of unpredictability in the slower stuff. Like, mm-hmm. come on, turn. Yeah. Like, turn. Yeah. And it wouldn't. So then you had to go wrong foot forward, counter steer, get it to... Get it to turn. That's what I felt. Yeah, and the weirdness in the neutral position. In the neutral position. Yeah. Like looking at all the components, right? <coughs> like we messed <clears throat> with everything that touches the snow. <laughs> so like the camber on the on the spindle, like that could play a huge role in it. Even just the geometry of where that's at. Yep. Um, the skid, like we've seen it time and time again. There's just so much going on in that skid. And I mean, an eighth of an inch different on a track shock rod. Yeah. And we've got a completely different feeling snowmobile. Yeah. So just like going through, like kind of in your head, you're, you're going into it with an open mind and, but it's crazy how quick it comes to you. The things that feel different. Yeah. Well, what and, was... and then trying to decide whether you like it or not. Cause you're just, for me, there's uh-huh. just the way we ride. There's, you don't think about it. Like you're not telling yourself, okay, I need to do this. I need to counter steer. Like you're just reacting and you do, you do inputs to the snowmobile that you're not even thinking about. So it's weird going to a completely different snowmobile. Yeah. And then, but there's going to be things you find that you like and dislike for me. Yeah. A hundred percent. And what, what's funny is, so my very first initial ride, literally like to go do the shakedown, I had some pretty different suspension settings that I wanted to try and the sled was not fun. It was very planted, didn't really want a wheelie, and just was kind of, I mean, it would go up anything, but it was just boring. Mm -hmm. And so it was crazy just making a little shift in there. It turned it from, you know, just a mundane kind of setup to, oh my gosh, this is what I was hoping for. And it was really just, uh, it's... I've got air shocks on there, so it's just adjusting air pressure, but that's no different than just changing a spring, right? I made it softer in the rear, a little bit more front track shock pressure, um, and it really just changed the entire balance of the snowmobile and made it, like, made it so damn fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, so I think that's cool. And, you know, I, I love that we're able to, you know, when you talk about the clutching side of things, it's funny how you know, we've sold a couple hundred clutch kits this year and 
people have been really, really happy, and it's because of how many all hours the bickering you and I go back and forth <laughs> on, and, and and it's funny, you know, how many hours of time do we have into clutching? A lot, a lot. It's but, the only thing you can do without like you're not changing the motor, you're not changing the tune, you're not changing anything, you're changing just. One variable. Moving parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, what's, what's awesome is, you know, I think we have a really good baseline, but yet still every day we go and try something a little off of the baseline and it's always good to have something to come back to. How, uh, many, how many times have you called me completely crazy? <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's taking some big swings, big swings, but it's why, you know, we've, been able to land where we've landed and and you know we've got a setup that works for a lot of people and and mm -hmm. our setup especially um so it's been it's and it's a lot of fun right yeah I mean, it's fun actually it's fun when it works it's <laughs> crappy when it doesn't <laughs> yeah um and you know i think that's our biggest thing is you know we know you know some people don't even know or care that they're 200 rpm low or that oh. they're that it you know, fades on a long pole or whatever, but you I don't know, even ride the sled 10 feet, dude. I'd rather walk. <laughs> I'd rather walk. <laughs> um, yeah. and we kind of joke about that, but you know, it's, it's the thing is, is, you know, you don't ever want to leave something on the table No. And what, I mean, why would you? And, you know, clutching is probably one of the biggest clutching and suspension setup is probably the two, one of the two biggest things that from a from a price standpoint relatively um you know those are again big bangs for your buck because you're getting the most out of your machine yeah there's i mean you could put a 900 big bore on your sled but if it isn't clutched right a stock 850 will smoke you. it yeah yeah and we and <clears throat> i mean we see that all the time we see guys roll in here um Team Utah the other day, right? No, 68. 68 gram weights. You guys ride 8 to 10, dude. <laughs> like, you're, you've you've been riding your snowmobile improperly set up the entire time. Yep. The entire time. Yep. And, you know, and so we just see that all the time of, like, you are not getting the free horsepower out of your <laughs> snowmobile. It's free. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah. You just got to set it up correctly. Yep. Yeah. Um... So, you know, I, it's cool. First ride, you know, I mean, you guys can have seen a couple of the videos I've posted. Um, your comment on the post was, there isn't a dollar that's safe. There's not. And dude, I'll tell you the, what the thing that that sled has done for me is the confidence it instills. And that's what I love about the first ride is, so remember that line, <clears throat> we were, I, I said, we don't get to ride this hill very much. And it was that real steep one in the, next to that Abbey debris from a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Dude, that hill is so steep. And, and like, look, normally you would look at that hill and you're like, man, I wish I had my boost sled. And I literally thought about it for about 0.2 seconds. And I turned right and I went up that thing and we lead out the top and, you know, like my heart's pounding and like, that is the fun thing for me. The first 10 rides on a sled like that is learning its, its boundaries, its capabilities and like what it can do. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's so incredible about that sled. Like yesterday we were riding boost sleds and 
<clears throat> you know, we would literally, it was the, the way the snow was and, and the terrain we were in, we were going into headwalls, like at the base of them, slow as we could, and literally just turning up, just trying to not be able to make it, mm -hmm. and we could make it. And every single one of those, I'm like, my 900 would have done that, you know? Yep. <clears throat> and it it's funny just even thinking about, like, the way we look at terrain and the way we set up our sleds, like, most mountain riders, and especially nowadays, are setting up, I mean, 155 chaoses, and it's kind of just a different agenda that they're on. They're, they look at a, I mean, you see it, like, the, the steep headwalls and stuff, and they're, like, trying to flip over backwards and do re-entries and hop overs across it 35,000 times, where we're trying to come out of the trees below it at 60 miles an hour and get over it. From, yeah. Like, go over it. And, like, for me, my sled, I think I even ride a more planted sled than you do. Um, just because, I don't know, you're, you can, you're a lot better at probably managing it. Um, but I just, I really. There's times it screws me. When I got on your sled yesterday, I'm like, damn, this thing goes forward really well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a fine line there because it's still fun to play around and do that stuff. And when you need to do a hop over around a tree and do whatever around a tree, it. It is nice to have a sled that'll do that, but for the most part, we're setting up sleds to get a job done, not to play around on a little hill. Yeah, and and I think that's where if we if we talk about really one of the reasons that I probably have been putting that torque arm in the lower hole is because I'm trying to find that balance of, man, it's still cool to do you know popovers and reentries and all of that stuff on demand, but yeah. because. What we have really found this this year, right? Our snow is more like everybody else's snow, where they actually just go forward. You yeah. know, we're used to being able to literally, like, because of how soft and sugary our snow is, we could literally, like, you know, backflip on top of ourselves and everything like that. And you know, now our sleds with proper snowpack just want to go forward. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, we're kind of messing with setups there. But um, in the end, like. It is give and take, but both your and I's goal are to get to the top as of, fast and straight as, as fast, possible, as gnarly as possible. Because here's what's happening, right? Is we are getting into such steep terrain that if you have to lift because the front end is lifting, you're not going to make the shelf, <laughs> yeah, and you're going to be upside down. And so you know that's where, and that's. It was kind of funny. I, I've been giving you some crap all year, dude. All year. You've been riding your snowmobile, and it's weird that all your side panels are broke and all your jump, your front bumpers broke. and Different color running board. Because you keep, you know, like doing this thing. And I'm like, why don't you ride in lockout ever? You're like, rah, rah, rah. It's kind of fun. <laughs> and then yesterday, then yesterday, you, you're like, oh, I should, I should probably try lockout. <laughs> and and you get to the top of that thing and you're like, huh, that's pretty, goes forward. That's pretty impressive, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. And, and so, um, for, for you guys <clears throat> who don't know, our Fox shocks have a lockout feature, uh, for that rear track shock. So basically you have three settings, soft, medium, and lockout. And it's funny. It's, it sucks because without IQS, the electronic version, which 
you know, again, from a weight standpoint, I'm running just the, the standard QS threes cause the kit's about four pounds lighter, uh, versus going IQS on my, uh, I, I love IQS. I love the technology and everything, but from the weight standpoint, I've run the QS threes. So what sucks now though, is every time we pull up to something, I get off my side. I try to get there before you see me and <laughs> go to lockout. Every time Kyle sees me reaching down to go to lockout, he time to turn the GoPro on. Time to turn the GoPro on. Um, I like party mode. You do like party mode. <laughs> I like the top. But. <laughs> um, so I guess, Kyle, you know, it's, you know, to kind of wrap up this podcast about, you know, we, it's so, it's fun building these sleds. It's fun. I, I, I like the pot of gold at the end, which is like, after all the hard work, after like, dude, you know, it's the, so much money. The crazy thing, too. how many like sleds, <clears throat> not quite to that part, just because you have some one-off parts, but how many sleds do we build like that for customers that we, get to ride them? Yeah. I mean, this year we've like, built a lot. A lot. They're like, what do they say? They want the same sled you got. Uh, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> you got Better bring your big boy pants because it's, you know, it's interesting. It's so fast. Like that, that was the thing that one of the comments that you said instantly, like, holy cow, this thing is quick. Yeah. You know, it's very quick to react and it's no different than when I let Ross ride my titanium 155 turbo sled that he literally like upside down in a meadow. How do you ride this thing? He said, um, you have to, and it's pretty funny my the first test ride out i was i was a mess dude first time i'm like upside down in trees i'm like huh oh yeah i gotta ride this like like a man <laughs> i mean you gotta be, you gotta be like there is no hanging out and just riding at 80 percent. i mean you gotta be ready because it's so quick to react the motor is the chassis is all of that stuff and so and it makes it just real fun i and i love you know, you guys keep seeing these videos of like, well, I can't believe you keep fast forwarding your videos um, <laughs> and playing them. And that's, that's real time. I promise you. Um, and it's what that sled does. And it's, I'm telling you, it is, you feel like Luke Skywalker in that you, you don't even know what star Wars is. You're too, too young, but you know, when they were on the little freaking little torpedo bikes running through the woods and, you know, the farther you look ahead, the faster you can ride and, you know, what you can do neutral. Um, if you're on the gas. If you're on the gas. Gosh, dang, that is fun. We really have fun doing that, yep. don't we? Yep. Yeah. Um, I got I didn't get any GoPro clips of it because I was too excited, but it was pretty interesting drag racing. Your it's boost, fast. Your boost sled on my 900, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fast. Your sled is faster. Um, it takes you a while to get to me, though. Um, it's really insane how this sled gets up on top of the snow and just boogies. And I keep, you know, the longer I keep going, I keep looking back. Is he coming? <laughs> uh, he's kind of coming. It's, it's fast. Mm -hmm. It's really fast. And you know, I've got just over a hundred, just over a hundred miles on it now. And, um, it's, it's all I had hoped for. And, and you know, what's exciting is this is year one of the matrix. Yeah. It's only going to get better. We're going to keep finding, uh, things to make it, e you know, even more lighter, efficient, easier to ride. And, um, you know, I guess the big thing I want to say is, you know, I, 
I just am very appreciative of all of our partners who help us with projects like this. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of work. Um, all the time that you put into it. Um, I've got, I actually got my hands dirty a bunch on this one, I, <laughs> yeah. I, which I enjoy. And, um, and then just to get to ride it. So um, we'll have a bunch more. Obviously, uh, we've got a, a big reveal video that we're going to be launching, but we thought it'd be fun to do a podcast talking about just the ins and outs of it. Um, and so hope you guys enjoyed this one. Lots of kind of tech stuff and, and you know, kind of an in-depth look at, at the, the sled itself. And then uh, just how much fun it is to not only build it, but in the end, ride it. So um, Kyle, better stack those dollars, bud. Nope. This sled is... Who's, uh, a, uh, who's plus two this year? <coughs> plus two? Heydays. What happened at Heydays? Backpack challenge. Oh, frick. <laughs> yeah, you got me there. Cammy G's got video of the other one. I still don't know where I'm at on that one. No, you said, <laughs> I'm not going to charge you a dollar, but I'm not going to give you a dollar. <laughs> it was a pretty fun line. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. But the the dollar challenges are about to get real now. And, <laughs> and it's actually, because I'm riding just a basically a stock, not boost sled, It'll be two to one, right? So oh, every whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'll uh, we'll knock another one out here shortly, and uh, in the meantime, hit us up at uh, uh, on Instagram or messages. Actually, I don't. I'm so far behind. I'm like 750 emails deep. Uh, I got a few days off here. I'll try. I'm trying to get back to you guys. I really appreciate all the the comments and the questions and all the support this year. It's been incredible in in what has been a very challenging year. And Kyle, our uh, first month in, dude, has been pretty badass, huh? Yeah. 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 So it's been fun. Been busy, but uh, we'll knock another one out here shortly. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs>